Are you incorporating superfoods into your daily AM and PM and even afternoon snack rituals? Well, Organifi makes it so incredibly easy. Use promo code BB for 20% off of your order of Organifi products. These are incredible non-GMO glyphosate residue free superfood products with added adaptogens. And I am obsessed with the Harmony Cacao Mix in my morning coffee and also the green juice in original as like a morning matcha their glow formula their red juice formula all of their formulas are just incredible i am blown away at how delicious they are you're gonna love them your family you're gonna love them you can even serve them as a fabulous summer mocktail on the rocks use promo code bb and save 20 percent off now at Organifi.com slash BB. You can also find that direct link on the beautyandthebiohacker.com favorites page. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Beauty and the Biohacker, where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care, aesthetics, peak performance, and so much more to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I am your co-host, Katie Moore. I am the biohacker part of Beauty and the Biohacker, and I have three years of experience in self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness, and I have my own YouTube channel, Katie Type A. And I am the beauty part of Beauty and the Biohacker. My name is Rachel Varga. I'm a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist, clinical international trainer, academically published award-winning author in the space of aesthetic medicine and nursing. And I love bringing together all of the juicy body, mind, spirit, energy work. And I am also the creator and the main voice behind the Rachel Varga podcast, but Beauty and the Biohacker is such a wonderful collaboration between, you know, we got Katie type A, she's the biohacker, she's in the weeds with all the latest technologies and, you know, really on the cutting edge of trends. And then I, I'm on the flip side with the sort of like the science of beauty and the science of aging and all that cool stuff. And together we're mashing it all and we're going to bring you so much exciting new innovative ideas and amazing speakers and podcast guests who are going to be able to kind of give you a full picture of your health. And so speaking of health, I think it would be apropos for us to both kind of talk a little bit about our own health journeys and what got us really interested in kind of taking control of our biology, you know, biohacking and kind of getting into aesthetic medicine. So I think I'll kick things off. Uh, my health journey is a little bit unique. I come from kind of your standard American household. You know, I grew up in New York. It was like Pop-Tarts for breakfast. We would, you know, stay up late watching TV right up until we went to bed. And so it was very traditional. And it wasn't until I'd say probably my late 20s that I started to realize, you know, I was getting brain fog and I wasn't feeling as good as I thought I should be feeling at that age. And it was perplexing. And I sort of just kind of rubbed it off and said like, well, I guess I'm just getting older. Right. But I knew something was wrong. And I, I decided like, maybe, maybe I need to look into this. And then something major happened in my life. And this really kind of was uh, you know, sometimes we say like there's a turning point in our lives when we really 
start to go inward and figure out what, what are we doing here on this earth? What is our mission? What is our purpose? So my dad was diagnosed with ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease. It's probably the worst diagnosis you can get. It is fatal. And by the time you are diagnosed with it, there is no cure and you basically have two to three years to live. And so we knew in that diagnosis that it was going to be an extremely difficult road for both my dad and the rest of my family. I had moved home to New York to be closer to him for a year. Nothing was really helping, you know, and I tried to get him on a ketogenic diet. I was sending him like hydrogen tablets. I was really doing everything I could to try to figure out like different methodologies for him to feel good, knowing that he didn't have a long time to live. And obviously depression sunk in and I'm not going to go into all the details, but exactly a year ago, he lost his battle. And it was one of those moments that was, it was so sudden and it was so shocking. We thought we at least had three or four more years. You know, I had just gotten engaged. I wanted him to walk me down the aisle. And there, there was just this moment in my life where like the floor dropped and I realized my dad is in his early sixties and he just dropped dead. And this is, it's a, pivotal moment in your life when you realize like you are not immortal. Everyone is vulnerable to this. And, you know, unfortunately he didn't have an easy way out either. It was a tough battle. It was, you know, he started to lose his mobility and, you know, motility and and brain function. And it was so painful to watch. So it was also very difficult to see it come to an end. That being said, What it taught me was that we all have an opportunity to really take control of our health wherever we are in life. I feel so grateful that I'm in my early 30s. I have these kind of warning signs. I'm doing my genetic testing. I'm looking at, you know, is this a cause for concern? And even if it's not, how can I arm myself with the tools that I need right now to help me live a healthier life And most importantly, to help all the people around me that I love and people I haven't even met continue on that path. Because there is nothing more painful than seeing one of the most amazing humans in your life have to go that way. And if I could help people, you know, understand and and be able to educate them about the ways that you can take health in your hands and really start to use the tools that we have and make healthier decisions and and sleep more and eat better, you know, how can that help with not only the longevity, but the quality of life that you have? So that being said, I put all of my heart and energy into my YouTube channel, which is really devoted to health, longevity, and wellness for everybody. I'm kind of your gateway drug to biohacking. You know, I understand that a lot of people are on budgets It may be not accessible to everybody, but if I can give people small, tangible things that they can start to do to incorporate in their health on a daily basis, over a long period of time, they're going to start to add more and it's going to be more layers on top of that. And so it's my hope and and goal for people to end up really taking on these, these different modalities and being able to feel 
more fulfilled and better physically and mentally as a result. So I am so thrilled to be here with you, Rachel, because I think what we we're on the same page, you know, when you look good and you feel good, you're able to show up in the world for people. And that's really what life is all about, you know? So that is kind of my unconventional, you know, like, uh, experience and my, you know, foray into this. And then obviously I come with a little bit of a journalistic background. I studied journalism in college and that was really where I wanted to take my career. I had wanted to be in front of a camera. I wanted to be behind the scenes. I want to be interviewing people. I was so blown away by some of, you know, the predecessors that came before me in my radio station and on TV. And I just, I had had such high hopes. And then I got into the field and I realized it wasn't what it was cracked up to be. And it was another moment in my life where I kind of had to take a step back and realize, wow, like not all that glitters is gold. And even though there is such, you know, this like amazing, you know, um, appreciation for people who are in the spotlight and in the limelight, there is a price to pay and it does take a toll on your health. And I was working like shift work. I was like commuting into the city at all hours of the night and I was feeling so depleted. And there was a turning point again for me in which I said this was just not the right career path for me. And that came um, shortly after a, a terrible Christmas Eve fire that had, you know, uh, completely wiped out a family. And I, of course, as the journalist who was working for a big news station, was sent to go cover the scene and go to the funeral home and wait outside online to interview the poor family that was grieving. And I'm kind of getting chills just talking about this because it's so, it's like one of those moments in your life when you just feel like, the lowest scum of the earth and somebody walked by and said, you guys should be ashamed of yourself. Let this family grieve. And I looked at the other reporters who were just kind of stone cold and, you know, didn't let it rub, you know, them the wrong way. And for me, that was, it just was something that started to build up inside. And over the next few months, I kept thinking about that moment and it just sort of let me kind of realize that it's okay not to be in the spotlight. It's okay to take a step back from this career because ultimately you're doing these stories that are not making you feel fulfilled. You're doing the, if it bleeds, it leads kind of stories. And that is not the type of journalism I ever followed or wanted to get into. So now I have kind of flipped the switch on journalism, I still am using all those amazing skills that I learned in college and in my time spending, you know, spent afterwards at a radio station, but I'm just doing it for health stuff now. And I am feeling so much more fulfilled by my daily craft and, and feeling creatively stimulated and finding that like the more journalism journalism that I'm able to bring to my channel, the more PubMed articles I'm able to read, the more experiments I'm able to do, the better my stories are. And so I'm in the driver's seat now. And that I think is kind of the beauty of what is, you know, the whole life experience is when you're able to still pull on things that you've learned from your past, but just apply them to things that actually are relevant and mean so much more to you now.
Mm-hmm. And the first time that we connected was when did how long ago was that? I think that was probably March. Mm-hmm. And we just connect the power of the interweb, right? You heard me speak somewhere. And then, you know, you started following some of my stuff. We went live because you were just asking all the best questions. And I'm like, wait a second, like this chick's got something. We got this like alchemy when you and I would, I'd bring you on live and you would just ask me the best questions. I'm like, whoa, okay, there's something special here. And we just kept kind of connecting and and then the the more I got to know you I got to kind of unpack some of your story a little bit and so for you to share your father and that experience and how difficult that was for you I'm really grateful because for you being brave and being willing to share that is going to help other people and when I heard you talking about your your time with your father and that's that's really difficult mm-hmm. unfortunately that's a reality with a lot of us especially because you and I both were in our 30s our parents are getting a little bit older my mom is a breast cancer survivor and she was diagnosed um, a number of years ago went to all of her radiation treatments so she's in remission now but now she's having some gut issues And because of my understanding as a nurse and then also working with you and understanding sort of more of the wonderful, highly sophisticated gut tests that are available and and gene tests through some of my friends who are the founders of some of these companies, I'm able to help my parents also. And for any, any one of you listening, what you're going to glean with Katie and I is going to not only help you look and feel better, but also those you care about the most. So it's not just all about vanity. I'm not just showing up and giving people these skin tips and that skin tips. Because number one, if you want great skin, it has to come from within. So Katie's personal story, I mean, really, you saw your father suffer. And there's probably a part of you that wonders if he could have done something to prevent that in some way and if that was the case then maybe you speaking now will help someone else's parent um you know not go through that same experience maybe maybe not we'll just never know but i think that having the the peace to know that you are actually living your life's mission right now and like it's just the tip of the iceberg i kind of feel that in this type of work together which is really fun and when two people get together and they got some kind of alchemy you just got to roll with it you don't need to question it you just kind of have to go with it yeah so that's kind of what we do together which is really really fun so i love to bring that i actually did a lot of palliative nursing care myself and looked after uh, patients that had als so i understand what that looks like and it's very difficult so there is so much that we can do to really take charge of our health and really ensure that ourselves and our families and loved ones and communities are living to their highest potential. And I'm just really helpful to be able to kind of bring that out of you. I'll never forget when you first shared that with me. I was like, Katie, that's part of your story. And the fact that you have that journalism background is such an asset. And legitimately, I speak with, you know, high level speakers all the time. And you got something. So we're going to cultivate that <laughs> and put that journalism background you know, to the test, we are going to get you to share all of that really wonderful critical thinking. And then I kind of blend in. I like to almost think, um, 
I don't know if you would consider me maybe a futurist, but I'm almost think I'm always thinking like the next step. Like I spoke at a conference this Saturday and shared with um, you know some of my top colleagues from across North America in aesthetic medicine and aesthetic nursing some safety protocols, some different tests that we can start to employ in order to make sure we're not doing things that are going to necessarily add to our toxic load, or if you know people are already having d- issues with detoxification or methylation pathways. We can identify that. So there's such a wonderful blending of health promotion, being proactive with the way that we're living and looking good and feeling good and also innovating at the same time. So it's really an exciting time for Katie and I to come together. And so the big elephant in the room is that Katie and I have actually never met in person. And I cannot wait for the day where we can and we can give each other that warm hug and it just like it just goes to show you when you just kind of follow those little nudges and like those little niggles in your life and really start to um, hone that intuition and intuition body mind spirit energy the biohacking stuff sometimes we just need some tech to help us get there my hubby's a pro athlete he is so friggin' in tune with his body. So when I'm telling him like, yeah, I tracked my sleep last night. It said this, this, this. Oh, that blip was there because, you know, you woke up and had to get to the bathroom and, you know, knocked the bed around or moved my blanket. It's, it's quite funny how some people are really in tune with that stuff, but we're kind of here to um, help you become in tune, but also to understand some of the tech that's available also and so my mom's a nurse my father's a carpenter so super practical upbringing I grew up a tomboy I was the one riding the dirt bikes with the boys playing electric guitar in high school you know Friday night youth group at the church rocking out punk rock band is I think our band's name was complaint department and show up in like dresses just to tick the guys off is really funny and then woodworking and mechanics like I love to kind of push the boundaries a little bit and have some fun with you know different ways of doing things and not be afraid to do things as well so when you're listening I also want you to maybe think of your kids, if you have kids, how can you help your children to develop confidence with, you know, thinking about things a little bit differently and thinking about what type of future you can create for them. So the whole biohacking community, and you've really helped open my eyes to this, Katie, as well as, of course, uh, you know, the godfather of biohacking, Dave Asprey, uh, who is a friend of mine. And this community is next level. These are people that number one should be paying a lot less for health insurance. I'm just going to say that right there Mm -hmm. because we give a shit about our health. (laughs) Yeah, We care about our health. We care about our communities of our families and loved ones. So we're really kind of all in this together. And I absolutely just this journey is just going to be it's such a blessing to be able to do this work and show up with all of you here and we're in this together and we always want to hear from you. So make sure that you're leaving a review on the podcast. Let us know what you like learning about, what you'd like to learn more about. Be sure to subscribe and and share this because we're only going to get better in doing this work. Like Katie, you reaching out to me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a relationship followed. This is how we're connecting. This is how we're communicating. This is how we're innovating. And stuff is happening at lightning speed. It really is. And I think the most important thing that listeners can take away is like, we are going to keep things real for you guys. 
Like they're, you know, we're, we're going to give you our life stories. We're going to take you through the trenches of trying things out and some things are going to work and some things are not going to stick. And so we're going to be open and honest with you guys and whatever you want to hear more about, we will deliver on that for you. We've got so many different creative ideas that we're excited to talk about. And we want to make sure that you guys are feeling engaged and feeling like you're being heard. So as Rachel said, leave a comment for us and hit that subscribe button because we've got so much in store and we are just really excited to bring it forward to you guys. Um, Rachel, as you mentioned, I, I am so sorry that I did not realize that your mother had breast cancer. And I would love if you wouldn't mind just kind of maybe opening up a little bit about that journey for you because how old were you when it happened and how severe was it? And maybe you can kind of walk us through kind of how that opened your eyes to the world of health. You know, I know you, you've been a nurse for a, a while and your, your mom's a nurse, but obviously that must have had some ripple effects on your kind of life choices. Yeah, it absolutely did. It actually really made me think twice about how I wanted to be a healthcare professional. After I finished my um, Bachelor's of Science in Nursing, I didn't quite feel finished with my education. So I then looked into applying to medical school. I was curious about becoming potentially a naturopathic physician. I even looked at dentistry because, you know, I like nice teeth and dentists are actually, you know, doctors of the head and neck and functionality and things like that. All of that really interested me. So after nursing, I did my med school prereqs. So that is one year in gen chem, one year in organic chem, and one year in biochem, along with some other things. So this is about 10 years ago. So I was, you know, cramming uh, in a spring semester, like a year of organic chemistry, which I never recommend anybody do. And, and uh, I was at my parents' house one day, and my mom was sleeping. She was a night nurse. She was actually giving her her life, literally her essence, her life force to her her patients and their families as an as a night nurse in a extended care facility. She's a geriatric nurse. And she just had a breast biopsy done because she felt a lump. And then the phone rang and it was our it was our physician. We have a wonderful relationship with our incredible family doctor knows all of us. And so the diagnosis was uh, ductal breast cancer carcinoma in situ. And my mom was sleeping, you know, I woke her up, let her know. She's like, okay, now when's my appointments? What am I, let's, let's plan this out. Let's plan my, you know, radiation follow-up, all my radiation appointments, my oncology appointments, appointments are not appoints, but she was appointed with uh, this because she lived in a certain way. It was kind of a funny play on, on words there, but it was almost subconscious, I think. And yeah, I just really saw her kind of like, okay, now it's time for me to be the patient and I'm going to be a really good patient. And I really saw a shift in my mom. She'd also recently, a couple of years before, lost about 70 pounds. So she weighed about 210 pounds as a nurse. So all of these contributing factors, shift work, giving her life to serving others, not taking the time to promote that self-care. So actually when I was in my teens, I saw that weight loss. So that actually instilled in me in a very young age, you know, the South Beach diet was huge. So I ate really well all throughout my childhood 
childhood, we never had pops, had pops. We never had pop. I recommend, I remember having chips maybe like a handful of times in the house. So I grew up eating really, really well. Um, I didn't grow up in a very, you know, well-to-do household. So, you know, buying processed foods wasn't really an option either, but my parents really sacrificed to send me to a really great school. So I had a fantastic education. My dad sold cars. And so growing up, he'd import all these cool cars from California. So we, you know, roll into church and like this old school Cadillac or all these cool rides. So that's why I'm so into cars. He literally brought me to car shows as soon as I could walk. And so anyways, getting back to my mom's diagnosis, that weight loss, that's really what instilled in me the concept of self-care, self-promotion, and not making sure that I'm not sacrificing all of myself to look after others as a nurse, basically. So that's actually why aesthetic nursing really appealed to me, because I was able to have, you know, a certain type of schedule. I was able to work with people to prevent things like skin cancer because I started to see a lot of skin cancers in the type of clinic that I was a part of. And yeah, it was really fun just like starting to observe in people. This Okay, this is really where I started to unpack why I'm here. My life's work is radiance. My life's mission is radiance. That is my destiny. And I know that is my truth. So I started to observe uh, as an aesthetic nurse in a clinical setting, these clients that were showing up that were in their like 60s to 95 and they just lit up the room. They had this inner essence to them that was shining. They were vibrant. They were happy. They were living like the dream life. They had their family around and doing all the things like horseback riding and getting in nature, yoga, Pilates, eating well. And then I would see some of my clients in their 20s and 30s, which don't have any signs of aging, but they just hadn't had those lived experiences or had taken the time to really learn how to cultivate those body, mind, spirit, energy practices. So what I started to do was literally take notes out of these beautiful people's playbook, men and women. And so that's kind of the start of when I started to observe this whole concept of, you know, vibrant humans, radiance, all that stuff. And it's just it's just really gone from there. Like when you look at certain speakers and you see their eyes, it's it's interesting. At a recent conference, I saw a couple of people speak. Um, Jay Shetty was one of them. And just the specific look, the certain look that some people have, you can't deny that they're literally like shining and beaming and something's going on there. And so the flip side right now that I'm working with is actually the shadow also. So we can't always be in the light. We want to make sure that we're observing all of those aspects of ourselves that aren't necessarily good or bad. So it's very much like the science of the holistic science of beauty, aging well, body, mind, spirit, energy, human experience. That's kind of really where I'm coming from. And, and, and when I'm speaking, that's almost like the language that you'll sort of um, in the context that I'll start to put things into. It's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, just to kind of go back about your mom's story and thank you so much for sharing it. It was something that I didn't know. And I feel like I know you a little bit more now as a result, but your mom's reaction to the diagnosis is beyond impressive mm -hmm. for her to be so fearless, resilient, resilient perseverant, and say, I've got this. In some ways, I can see how that had rubbed off on you. 
because you show up and you are fearless as well. And you take on so many different projects and you never kind of worry about adversity or you know, yourself getting in the way. And I think with the, with people getting diagnosed with things like ALS and breast cancer, it consumes them, right? And it takes over everything. And your mom just kind of let that be. And she said, I'm going to figure out a way to work with this. And I think that is a lesson all of us can kind of take away and start to incorporate in our lives. You don't have to face adversity with fear you have to look fear in the face and say, I've got this. And I think that is something that I have certainly learned through biohacking, you know? And I think that is really why I got involved because I was like so worried about developing a neurodegenerative disease or so worried I wasn't gonna get enough sleep. Well, guess what? There's a way to say, I'm taking control. I'm gonna figure this out. I'm going to do my own testing and not guessing. And I'm gonna learn what I can do to improve my health. And so. To see your mom doing that 10 years ago before all of this was kind of cool is hats off to her. And, you know, I just think that's, you know, a fantastic way to kind of start off our journeys together, kind of learning about our family history and what we've been through. Because ultimately, you know, what you go through when you're a kid or even in your early 20s, it all shapes you into the person that you become. And then you can go and be a badass at the age of 60 and go and spread your light to everybody else. But you know what? We're not going to wait till we're 60. We're doing it right here, right now on Beauty and the Biohacker. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if we even want to add like a little more breadth of knowledge uh, about my background is my ancestry. So my, my uh, great-grandma, she was a second-ordained female evangelical minister in Canada. So I've always had this, you know, lineage of women in my life on my mom's side that were just really devoting themselves to helping others lead a happy, healthy, full life. And so like, I can't deny that that's kind of like part of what makes me as well. Uh, But I do like to then add a, a, a quite an inclusive spin on that also Um, so I like to use words like spirituality over religion, but, you know, anyone who is, you know, a teacher in any right will also say that they're always learning. So yeah, you'll see me, you know, teaching online or, you know, New York, California, Vancouver, advanced injectable rejuvenation techniques, but I'm literally most of the time learning. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I feel like there's this, this funny thing in life where once you start to learn something, you think you're an expert right off the top. You're like, I got this. When I first started biohacking, I was like, I know how to biohack. I'm a biohacker. And then all of a sudden, the more I started to learn, the more I realized I don't know anything. And so my whole life feels like it's a journey. And I feel like I'm constantly learning in every aspect. And then things throw curveballs at you and you start to learn about, you know, different, different things that come into your life and from different people. And you learn, and if that's what I think is the beautiful thing about life is always having this kind of learning growth mindset, always being open to new ideas, fresh content, new ways of thinking about doing things and understanding how the body works because we are constantly evolving and learning new things. I mean, look at the state of the world right now. I think we're all learning a lot more about ourselves, a lot more about how we consume content, how we learn. And so 
I think just I encourage everybody that tunes in to kind of come in with an open mind about if you've ever had any preconceived notions about what aesthetic beauty is, or if you feel like there's a stigma attached to biohacking, get rid of that because we are about to take you on a wild roller coaster ride nope. <laughs> in which we're going to take those preconceived notions and throw them out the window because this is you, me, and Rachel. And we are going to bring it to you every week with new ideas, fresh content, and a new way of looking and learning. So I encourage you all to kind of hopefully uh, be along for the ride and come in with an open mind. And we have to, I really believe, function in a way that we have to be able to be resilient, be adaptive, and evolve on a dime. Like the whole like energy on the planet right now is so different. And things that may have worked for you even just a couple of months ago might not work for you anymore. And that can actually play into the physiological aspects of ourselves based on what's happening in our environment. That's the whole concept of epigenetics and the fact that we can take control over our genetic expression based on things that we allow or don't allow in our environment. Very well said. Absolutely. So that is one of our first episodes, and we thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you liked this episode, please make sure to hit the subscribe button and make sure to tune in weekly as we deliver new content for you guys. Leave us a comment, share, us, share some love. Find us on beautyandthebiohacker.com. You can book a consultation with me or with Rachel and you can just kind of reach out and, and do what I did with Rachel. Just say, hey, and you never know what could happen. Same thing with me. Please feel free. My, my DMs are open and I'm so excited to hear from you. Yeah, send us an email at info at beautyandthebiohacker.com. We are totally here from you. In fact, we want to hear from you so that we're making sure that we're providing really high value information. And this podcast is absolutely for men and women and everyone in between. And that's kind of the beauty about it is that it's sort of like androgynously helpful information. Don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to cover so many topics, as I mentioned. So, you know, if, if there is something that is really sparking your interest and you really want to hear more about it, send us an email and we'll try to get the right expert on the show to talk about it. So we're here for you and we're excited for you to come along for the ride. All right. Until next time, it's a pleasure as always, Katie, to connect with you. And we shared our story today, which, uh, I've never really shared it quite like that. So. <laughs> same here, girl, same here. So you guys, thank you for listening. And, um, we hope to be able to live, deliver more content like this for you guys in the future until then. <laughs>